0: from the Jack and Jones Stratter Studio in beautiful CCM at the University of Cincinnati. It's the Dennis Daniel Show. Tonight's guest, voice actor Trevor Duvall, and your announcer, me, Bell Dandy. And now, here's your host. He is the 2011 BearCast Lifetime Achievement Award winner, Mr. Dennis Daniel. <laughs>
1: Besides, be tired of that Damien sandal crap, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages. You successfully navigate yourself to BearcastRadio.com's greatest talk show segment, The Dennis Daniel Show. I am your host, the entertaining savior of the masses for BearcastRadio.com, and their Lifetime Achievement Award winner for 2011, Dennis Daniel. And folks, we continue on the road to Otacon as part of the Summer of Bigger Biggerness 2. Last time on this annual show, we had voice actor Christian Potenza from Total Drama, and it was awesome, best interview ever. <laughs> I still can't do that laugh, but anyway, I think tonight's episode will be just as great, because tonight on the Dennis Daniels Show, we have voice actor Trevor Duvall. Now, for those of you who don't know who Trevor Duvall is, he is a very popular voice actor who came on recommendation of Kelly Sheridan, who was on our show last December. For those who don't remember, we talked about her working with other individuals in the industry, and one in the camp was Trevor Duvall, who also hosts a voice acting interview podcast called Voice Print with Trevor Duvall and guests. Now, I can't say that Trevor ripped off the Dennis Daniels show because he's been doing this longer than the Dennis Daniel show has been airing. So I can't claim that I'm the victim of a conspiracy with little Jimmy because he's been doing it longer than me. I will, I will concede that point. But some of his best-known roles are Mula Flaga from Gundam Seed, and for all you bronies out there, you may know him as the uh, obsessive-compulsive Prince Blueblood from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. He was also Hoity Toity and Fancy Pants. you a lot of fancy pony folk there. Anyway, aside from My Little Pony, he's also the new voice of Dookie, the talking dog from the popular Johnny Tess, which you can catch weekdays on Cartoon Network. And of course... He's also in a brand new movie. That's right. You can Well, new to Canada, not new to the U.S. It debuted earlier this year. But TV is just getting, getting the ball on this. You can catch him as Atticus Moon in the popular big-time movie, the movie based around the popular Nickelodeon series Big Time Rush. He plays Atticus Moon, the villain, and he's kind of like, like a James Bond thing. So whenever we talk about it, expect to hear a lot of Da 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 da. But we can't get the rights to the music, so I have to go da 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 da. And I'll probably be going. The name's Daniel. Dinner, Daniel. I like my iPod shuffled, not stud. <laughs> okay. Well, before we bring Trevor out, I thought it'd be appropriate to premiere some of his roles. So I put together a small demo reel of some of his uh, most noted works. So let's take a quick listen to what makes Trevor Duvall so cool. You know, I don't remember entering any cruise contest.
2: And you think it sounds fishy. (laughs) Get it? Ocean, cruise, fishy. Who cares? It's free cruise time, baby! Now, it says here the ship has a ski jump, a nine-hole golf course, and a make-your-own-duck factory. What do you want to do first? I want to figure out how I
0: won this trip when I didn't enter any contests. Skateboard park it in! Well, hello. I am Prince Blueblood. I am Rarity. Oh, my, what a lovely rose. You mean... this rose? Thank you. It goes with my eyes. You, sir, are the most uncharming prince I have ever met. Because the only thing royal about you is that you are a royal pain. Ew! Uh, stay back. I just had myself groomed. Afraid to get dirty? That's no joke, friends. Iron Will is so confident that you will be 100% satisfied with Iron Will's assertiveness techniques that if you are not 100% satisfied, you pay nothing. But I pity the fool who doubts Iron Will's methods. You don't doubt me, do you? No, 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 That, my friends, is your first lesson. When some pony tries to block, show them that you're wrong! Big-time rush. So nice to finally meet you. Now,
2: won't you meet my associates?
0: Oh. Now, I believe you have something that belongs to me.
1: Well, I believe that you're never going to get away with what you're trying
0: to get away with, whatever you're trying to get away with is. Oh, see, that's where you're wrong. Because I get everything Let's
2: recap, shall we? You have the backpack, but I have you all surrounded. And Maxwell has a silver hammer. I think you know what comes next.
1: Okay, now that was actually pretty clever. For those who don't know, Maxwell's Silver Hammer was a popular song by the Beatles. It ties into the UK thing, because Big Time Rush is over there, and they got to stop Atticus Moon from taking over the world and getting his hands on a backpack, and he's got a guy named Max Fultwell, and he's got a hand that's a silver hammer. you think that hammer would have a little, uh, little uh, end thing there where you can remove the nails. It doesn't. It's just like a, it's like a sledgehammer. So when that thing comes down, ooh, it's going to hurt like a mother. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get this started. I'm excited, because get ready to hear a lot of da-da-da-da! throughout the show tonight my guest tonight is a very accomplished voice actor who could be seen as dookie from the popular johnny test which you can catch weekdays on cartoon network and he stars as atticus moon all right we'll stop doing that i promise in the popular big-time movie, which airs in Canada on July 16th on YTV. So, ladies and gentlemen, give it out. He is the one, the only. He is Mr. Trevor. (laughs) The Thank you, and welcome to the Daniel Show. Well, thank you that you pissed into every. Thank you so much for that. That was very
2: cool. Very cool. <laughs> well,
1: well uh, I, I try to make every guest on this show feel like a superstar, and with all this cool stuff you've been in, and you are going to be in in the near future, I gotta make it. I gotta make it over the top. <laughs> well, it's either go big or go home here. <laughs>
2: you've succeeded in going over the top. That was awesome. great. <laughs> that awesome. Was great. It's well, like, I love your intro to your show with the whole hallelujah thing and the angels. Hey, I think I should do that for me because uh, that's pretty good stuff. I got I to give
1: you the kudos. Well, actually, actually, here's the um, the story about that. Every episode we do, we, we switch up the theme because I'm a big pro wrestling fan. So we switch it up with different wrestling entrance themes, and this one was for a guy named Damian Sandow who calls himself the intellectual savior of the masses, and his theme is hallelujah. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: (laughs)
2: Well, it was great.
1: (laughs) I thought it was was pretty good. But anyway, I'm so happy you could be on the show. You came with a very positive recommendation from Kelly Sheridan, who is a voice of Sango from Inuyasha, uh, talking about uh, your podcast. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. So anyway, what got you interested in acting?
2: Well, I've been doing uh, voices and accents and stuff since I was, uh, I was about five years old. <clears throat> My uh, older brother used to do this Scottish accent around the dinner table. And <clears throat> when I was about five years old, I started imitating him doing it, and I realized that the whole family thought, that was just the cutest thing ever. So I was kind of hooked from that point on. I thought, oh, well, funny voices and accents gets you attention. <laughs> and then that was that. So I just started um, doing all kinds of, like, little plays in school and stuff like that and uh I went to university I took the drama program there but I I never actually thought that voice acting was a job it didn't occur to me I was I was going to be a stage actor and a, and a and a film director that was my thing uh but when I moved to Vancouver in 98 um I basically just kind of fell backwards into an industry that I didn't even know existed and uh well the rest is they say is history because I've been working ever since
1: I have heard all these different stories from all these voice actors Sounds like an awesome way to make a paycheck.
2: i got to tell you, uh, it's the best job in the world. Oh, it's the best job in the world. You basically get paid a stupid amount of money to sit around and do silly voices with your friends. (laughs) Come on. You can't. You can't complain. You can't complain.
1: No, I cannot. (laughs) Aircastradio.com <laughs> this is Dennis Daniel Show. We've got Trevor Duvall on the air, who you can catch as Atticus Moon, da 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 in the popular big-time movie, which airs in Canada July 16th on YTV. So, do you have any kind of education in acting?
2: Uh, well, as I said, I did go to university for drama, but that was, that was largely focused on um, stage stuff. Um, but certainly no specific training when it comes to voice work. That's just... You know, it's weird because it's, there's a really small group of people in town here in Vancouver that, that do all the work. And um, it's kind of the same in L.A., right? And it's it's just because there's this, people are kind of born with a certain set of tools that they just sort of naturally can use. And when you find, you know, a group of people who are like-minded and who can do these crazy voices that you've sort of been you know, hiding (laughs) your whole life, and you realize, oh, I'm not alone. There's other strange people in the world as well, and uh, you get to all be in the same room with with all of them. It's uh, very satisfying, very satisfying. Well,
1: hey, I've seen the uh, company that you keep, and you keep some pretty crazy company. I mean, it must be a real energy trader just to have to keep up with Scott McNeil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, Scotty!
2: <laughs> yeah, it's great. I I love Scott. I, I actually just saw him at an audition uh, yesterday, uh, and uh, it's always great because Scott is you know he's well he's Scott. He <laughs> he's all over the place, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it is great. There's the the talent here in in town is fantastic. I mean, guys like Scott McNeil or. You know, Lee Tokar or uh, Tab of the Saint Germain. The 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 list goes on and on and on and on. And I'm really really good friends with a lot of these people too. Like Sam Vincent, for example, is a very very good friend of mine, and we hang out all the time. And uh, it's great. It's it's a uh, it's a great situation.
1: Well, you have to plug us to him, so you can, you can try to get him on the show because we've been trying to get Samuel Vincent for a while now.
2: Oh, yeah. No, no. I can get you,
1: Sam. Oh, I can get you, Sam. Yeah. Now, again, but not telling you sure or anything, because you're pretty good, too. So how do you prepare? I'm sorry. So, you know, I don't get this kind of energy from the American voice actors. You know, I think we've hit some kind of hilarity vein. With interviewing you, Kelly Sheridan, Christian Potenza, Kathy Westluck. I, I think we've hit some kind of of comedic, energetic gold with the Canadian <laughs> voice actors that I, I have not seen in the American. American are all you know they're all cool, calm. They like they laugh once in a while, but you you guys are just off the charts.
2: <laughs> well, we we pride ourselves on being happy people. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
1: So how do you prepare to audition for a a voice acting role?
2: Uh, Well, it depends what it's for, obviously, but um, uh, typically what happens is they'll give you a description for the character and and a picture, and for me, I just kind of go off my instinct. I see the description, I see the picture, and right away a voice sort of suggests itself to me and i just go with that i don't uh i don't like to over prepare a lot there's a lot of actors like to take up you know several days and really work the script and stuff me yeah my first take is normally the one they go with so i, I like to go in fresh you know so i'll just kind of look at the sides the sides of the pieces of script for you to audition and uh and just kind of glance at them and quickly make my sort of choices and then go in and just have fun really that's that's what it comes down to is having fun you know that's that's certainly the one thing that all of us up here have in common is we love our jobs, and it just makes going to work all the all the better.
1: Well, like you said, you get paid a uh, unimagined amount of money to do silly voices. I don't see what's wrong with that <laughs> me neither, me neither. Although
2: my mother told me once when I was back in school, she said, "You know one of these days you're going to have to get a real job, you know you're going to have to leave school and get yourself a real job and I said. No, Mother, there is another way. I don't know what that way is, but I promise you I will find it. And I seem to have, so it
1: all worked out. I like this guy. This guy's awesome. Well, anyway, <laughs> one of your best-known roles is Mula Flaga from Gundam Seed. What was it like working on a Gundam series, and what did you think of his character?
2: Uh, there was a, a sort of running joke when we did Gundam Seed that uh, when I was cast as Mu, me and the director, uh, James, um, we had this running joke that so many of Mu's lines were were so clearly inspired by Han Solo. And so, because uh, he was just that kind of guy. He was he was, you know, super cool and he was a kinda hot shot pilot. Hey, you know, I'm the guy who makes the impossible possible. And so every time there was a situation where we could take a line and actually make a a line that Han Solo said in the movies we would. <laughs> and and we were trying to flip it in the final version there to see if it would pass. <laughs> sometimes we sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But uh that was great. That was a a a great anime to do. And uh, certainly, it's been very popular. You know, I get asked about that all the time uh, when I go to conventions and stuff. Um, yeah, I sort of, been, you know, made a bit of a career playing those kind of cool guys too, which which is good. You know, there's uh, there are worse things to be known for. I got to tell you, you know, so you got to be the hero. It's it's a good thing.
1: <laughs> that's a pretty good one, Alan. I got I got to say that one. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> wow. So he's kind of like Han Solo. So so could we insert that gag that Flaga shot first?
2: <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> don't
1: you dare. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know if you uh, saw this on the internet, but a true story about that the uh, blue alien, I think, uh, Greedo, was actually Greedo. a woman. Oh. They have a picture on the internet of Han Solo and, and Greedo, and you can see below his feet, and he's wearing high heels. <laughs> that's I'm right. going to
2: have to keep my eye open for that Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that, that's right That's right, this day I'll show, ruining childhood since 2009 <laughs> Okay, now this next question is for all our bronies out there um, You've also voiced for the popular My Little Pony Friendship is Magic series And you've done Prince Blue Blood, Hoity Toity, and Fancy Pants So you, you do a lot of uh, upper society ponies in that series um, What's it like working on that show, and uh, what do you think of the... Um, of your characters, especially Prince Blue Blood, who is this obsessive compulsive cleanliness freak,
2: well, to say the truth i've done i 've done a lot of those episodes over the years, and uh because they 're so spread out, I have a hard time remembering all of the characters I play, and I know that sounds horrible, but, but the fact is, we work on so many shows up here that it 's hard for me to suddenly go back and go, wait a wait who, who was wait 20, what what did he sound like i i don't remember i don 't even remember anything about blue blood um uh, who I do remember is, is Fancy Pants. And I remember that specifically because what they wanted was uh, sort of a John Cleese kind of sounding character. And so I went in doing the sort of, you know, the, the John Cleese sort of thing, and he's very, very upper class and this sort of thing. What was really great was that, was that I was on some website and uh, they were talking about that character. And in in the comment section... There was people having a debate about whether or not that was really John Cleese, and I was like, well, I'll take that as a compliment, but uh, I won't disabuse him of that uh, notion, <laughs> but, but no, kids, it was just me, but that was uh, a lot of fun. I actually played another character on that show called Iron Will, who was a, uh, he was a- Wait, he was- you
1: were Iron Will? Yeah, Iron Will When someone tries to block, show them that you rock That's right,
0: Iron Will <laughs> Oh that my gosh,
1: me. I never knew that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> All yeah. Right. I love it's Iron exactly Will one of my
2: favorite characters to play Because it was like a cross between, you know, Jesse the Body Ventura and Mr. T <laughs> So it was kind of a, lot of a lot of fun to play here
1: So, so would that be, I pity the fool, McMahon? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh gosh! No, no I, I was wondering who was who was Iron Will. Why is that not on your IMDb? I, I love I'll that. I'll tell you,
2: man. I've had this running battle with IMDb since I started my career. You know, they get about half the things right and half the things wrong for years. I had to fight them on on you know I had to fight them on the the, the credit list for um, X Men Evolution about Pyro because I was Pyro when that show was done uh, around 2001, I guess. And for some reason, they assumed it was Mike, uh, um, uh, Mike Dobson that had done the role. And I wrote them and I said, Now listen, I love Mike. He's a great friend and he's a very talented guy. But it was me! It was me! And, uh, that didn't get me many results. But yeah, I've had a lot of, uh, a lot of battles with IMDB over credit and it drives me crazy!
1: Thanks. Oh, my gosh. Again, I also loved Pyro, too. You should, could have just torched them, put some uh, IMDBs on the Barbie. That's right. That's right. Okay. Boy, this, this this talk show... Oh, boy, well... I right, I'm still on... You were Iron Will. That was one of the best episodes of Season 2 of My Little Pony, because for those who don't know, this episode Flare shy was learning how to be more assertive. And when she goes to see Iron Will about this... He teaches her all these techniques, and she turns into, you know, really aggressive. But in the end, it's really awesome. And spoiler alert, he, she uses the assertiveness she learned to convince Iron Will that she doesn't owe him anything because she wasn't satisfied with what the results turned out. And I thought that was that episode was so cool because all those catchy one-liners, um, like, you make me lose, I'll blow my fuse. <laughs> That's right. You know, I you I should compile a list because i love to have those handy. Yeah, never apologize when you can criticize. <laughs> right. uh, but, oh gosh, I, th- I think half the audience is going to go go stir crazy when they hear that. Oh uh, gosh, <laughs> Iron Will was was freaking awesome, it, it was weird because his um uh, his his like his uh his helpers were goats, and and they were kind of you know, but. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's, that's so awesome. Anyway, BearCastRadio.com, this is Dennis Daniel's show. We've got Trevor Duvall on the air, best known as Mula Flaga from Gundam Seed, and now Iron Will from My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Now, you're currently voicing Dookie the Talking Dog from the popular Johnny Test, which you can catch every weekday on Cartoon Network. How is the series coming along, and what do you think of Dookie's character as, and this is pretty crazy, a talking dog who loves coffee?
2: <laughs> well, Johnny Tess, I, I was actually a replacement for the original Dookie, who was played by Louis Tirillo. Uh Louis did Dookie for about four years, I think. Yeah, because he did it for the first four seasons. And then Louis had to uh, Louis had to get out of the country for a little while. <laughs> Louis wound up moving uh, overseas for a little bit, and so they needed to replace him. And there was a, a, sort of a, an audition process to find someone who could, not exactly match Louis, but sort of get the... Get the feel of Dookie uh, as he is, as Louis had created him, so I wound up booking the job, and that was a tremendous experience. So much fun. That show is so tight and so well-written and so funny and just an opportunity to play several characters uh, virtually every episode, too. Uh, James Arnold Taylor, who who plays Johnny Test, as well as many of the other characters on it, he's just a fantastic guy. He uh, He's based in Los Angeles, and um, every now and then he comes up to record an episode with us, and that is just... Fantastic! I mean, as soon as he walks in the room, me and him, we hit it off. It's perfect because it's like Johnny and Dookie being best friends, and there's James and Trevor hitting it off just as well. <laughs> it was, uh, it's been a great, great experience, and uh, I, I certainly look forward to more Johnny tests. That's for certain.
1: Yes, well, I, I can see that energy of you two being friends, you know, portrayed in Johnny and Dookie because they're they're really close, and, and they've been through a lot. And I can remember when the show first came out. I believe it was 2006, and I was still in high school at this time. And I'm I'm looking now; I'm like, I'm out of college, and already this the show's still going.
2: (laughs) I know it's been tremendously popular, and that's really rare with cartoons. They, I mean, barring the giant ones like Simpsons and Family Guy and stuff. uh, Typically, cartoon series on you know, like kind of kids shows, I guess if you want to call it that. Uh, they tend to maybe do two seasons, three seasons, and then that's about it. So Johnny Test doing five seasons was just crazy, like like unbelievably successful. So obviously people dig it, which is uh, very cool to be a part of. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a, I I I do like Johnny Test. I don't get to watch it as much as I can, but when I do get the chance to watch it, it it's pretty good. And they and they I, how they keep the show so fresh is beyond me. And there's always some new crazy concept, or Johnny's sisters want to try some new experiment and it goes horribly awry, or we see see Bling Bling Boy come back and try to get Susan or the Veginator or the Mole King. Again, some really kooky characters for this cartoon, and I think that's one of the reasons that it's still going strong, especially here in the United States, because it's just over-the-top antics that you normally don't see in a I think it's kind of like a herald back to the you know the Bugs Bunny era. You know, you have, you have the over the top antics, and in the real life situations. And I think that's why Johnny Test is is so popular.
2: I agree with you. And Scott Fellows, who is the creator of uh, both Johnny Test and uh, Big Time Rush, actually, <clears throat> he uh, he is very much a, a you know a student of the Bugs Bunny era, just like I was. So it was it's really great working with Scott because we have the same sense of humor when it comes to that kind of stuff. And like just the, the, you know, like Bugs Bunny was was super fast paced and, and just really smart. And, and it really feels like Johnny Test is written with that spirit in mind. So it yeah, it's a tremendous privilege to, to be the voice of a talking dog who likes his coffee. You
1: mean to tell me there's a dog that can talk? I believe it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can't go wrong with a talking dog. I mean, no, come on, it's gold. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, a, it's a talking dog. But a talking dog that loves coffee. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, this is why the rest of the world hates us.
2: <laughs> Although I suppose it could be said that, that Brian on Family Guy is also a talking dog that likes his coffee, as well as his other things. Yeah, yeah, well
1: uh, yeah, but unlike Family Guy, giant test doesn't involve itself with self pretentious crap about religion and politics and the economy and you know that, that's something that makes it makes Brian look like an over the top douchebag.
2: Well, certainly Dookie doesn't have any uh any any um controversial things to be said
1: so yeah, the, the only controversial thing from dookie is pooping on the floor
2: <laughs> i'm it's sorry but
1: anyway mm-hmm. anyway aside from the voice acting you also host a podcast called voice print with trevor Duvall and guests which is about interviewing voice actors and their experience in the industry and you also take listener questions on those who want to be voice actors so and you've been doing this since 2007 so it's kind of like a precursor to, to, to what my show actually came out to be. So um, what got you uh, interested in, in doing this podcast? Can I mean, you tell us a little bit more about it?
2: Well, uh, I started the, the podcast, I think it was 2005, I think it was the first time I did uh, an episode. But what, ha- what had happened was um, I was doing a lot of conventions at the time, and I found that we were always getting asked the same kinds of questions at these conventions, you know, like uh, how did you get into business, What's it like to work with these people? You know, what are some funny stories from the booth? That kind of stuff. And so I thought, you know what? I bet you I can do a show where I talk to my colleagues, just like we do at the convention, except it'll be one-on-one, and we can answer the questions directly from, uh, from the listeners when they write them in. And it'll be kind of like having their own little private convention interview uh, was the idea behind it. And I thought, who better to do this than someone who's in the club, in the community, who knows all these guys? So my very first sort of uh, pilot um, episode was with Sam Vincent. As I said, Sam and I have been very close uh, friends for many, many years. And so I thought, oh Sam, come on, let's 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 try this out. I got this crazy idea where we're, we'll we'll do this interview show and we'll talk about your career and we'll just riff and be silly and and that's pretty much what it was. And the response was overwhelming from, <laughs> from the listeners. They were like,
0: oh, you gotta do more of
2: these We love it. We love it. So originally, it had started out as just a six-episode thing. It was just going to be six episodes, like a little self-contained thing, and then six episodes turns into seven, turns into ten, turns into fifteen, and I think we just did a thirty-second one or something. Um, I had been doing uh, like maybe like one or two a month in the beginning, uh, but as schedules have become crazier over the past couple of years, it's been harder to keep that uh, keep that pace. So now, <laughs> I mean. It's, uh, the fans are lucky if they get one every, like, five months or something like that. But I, it's not dead. I do try and uh, to to keep it going for sure. My next guest is going to be Mark Oliver, who himself is a very, very successful voice actor and uh, a friend of mine as well. So, yeah, it, it's been a, a great experience, and I get fan mail from listeners all over the globe, from Germany and the Philippines and, and Australia and uh, the States and Canada, obviously. And it, it's, been, uh, it's been a good experience.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the, uh, of the of the guests you've had. You've had you had quite some great guests on there. Uh, you've had Scott McNeil, Brad Swale, Vic Mignano, who's also been on our show, Kelly Sheridan, who has been on our show, Kirby Morrow, a favorite of mine, Kathy Westlick, who we just had on in February, Kyle Aber, uh, Gary Chalk, Paul Dobson. You've had the cast of Voltron Force, which was <laughs> awesome, including Ashley Ball, who plays Applejack and Rainbow Dash in My Little Pony. Right. Uh, David Kay. You had a lot of really cool guests on your show, and I bet that each of them have a different story of how they got into voice acting.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's uh, one of the fascinating components for me doing that show, is is hearing everybody's story. Because, again, I know these guys and these girls, and I've worked with them many, many times over the years, but you don't really get a chance to sit down and really dig into you know their history and, and how it was that they came into the business. So, for me, it's it's, I think it's just as fascinating for the fans because it's the first time I'm hearing it too, you know. Uh, and because they're all so uh, talented and, and funny, it, it, the show is very light, and uh, there's a lot of laughs to be had. Uh, so yes, I've been I've been very lucky in my in my guests.
1: <laughs> well, well. I, I agree because you know normally at a convention you don't get a chance to have these one-on-one conversations. It's usually like say that,
0: say that, say that, say that. Call my friend and talk to
1: them in a certain voice, <laughs> and you never get a chance to actually get to know them. And that's kind of like why well, I want to do the Dennis Daniels show. I want to get my voice actors, you know, them down one-on-one, talk to them about you know serious issues in voice acting, how they got their start, what they have advice for their for their fans out there who want to get their start in voice acting and and see what they're doing outside of voice acting. So, so again, that's why I love doing this show. We don't have as much feedback as you've gotten, but I'm happy with what I've gotten.
2: Well, that's cool. Keep it up, man. I'm, I'm just glad that there's another podcast out there that's, that's doing the same kind of thing uh, that I am because for a long time, I was it. I was the only game in town and I was like, what? Are you kidding? There's got to be somebody else out there. So uh, when Kelly told me about your show, I was like, oh, well, that's that's great. I'm glad that uh I'm glad that more of this stuff is happening. Uh, <laughs> Kelly
1: I, Kelly told you about me. Oh my gosh. Oh yes, you're famous now. <laughs> did, yeah, did, did, did she mention that song go through her boomerang through one of our soundproof glass windows? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. that's song, old. <laughs> Yeah, that that, that that happened, that happened. Well, of course, you were also in Inuyasha as well. You played uh, Mukotsu, the Poison Master from the Band of Seven, and Ryokotsu, for those who don't know, is who Inuyasha has to defeat to learn the powerful backlash wave.
2: That's correct, although when I finally saw that episode where I was uh, the giant dragon, uh, <laughs> they affected my voice. So much in post-production that it could have been anybody, and I was like, No, come on, no. Okay, at least I know it's
1: me. <laughs> well, well you, you gotta have that—that that, that, you gotta have that voice. That I mean, if it sounded like a little girl, no one would take it seriously. This is a serious <laughs> drama over here, Trevor. You gotta make it sound like a like a like a deep and powerful and evil bad yeah. guy. And that's why, boys and girls, we have Audacity
2: or Pro <laughs> Tools
1: or Avid. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. Sure. Pick your poison. Pick your audio poison. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, ironic. Mukosu, audio poison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. till Thursday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bearcastradio.com. This is the Dennis Daniels show. We've got voice actor Trevor Duvall on the air, best known as flogger from Gundam Seed, and now apparently Iron Will from My Little Pony. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's, 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 it's Iron Will. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Let's get into this. This is actually big news for Canada. You play the lead villain, Atticus Moon, in the popular Big Time movie, which airs the 16th of July on YTV. So I believe it actually airs this upcoming Monday.
0: So I
2: think you're right, yes.
1: So what was it like to go from voice acting to live action, and what can we expect from this movie for those who have not seen it?
2: Well, uh, I don't really do a lot of on-camera stuff. I uh, I used to, but then I just got so busy with the voice world that uh, it didn't make any sense for me to continue. Um, but what had happened was, because Scott Fellows, who, as I said, is the creator of both Johnny Test and um, Big Time Rush, um, he knew me through uh, Johnny Test, and so they were casting for this role of Sir Atticus Moon, who's this big James Bond villain type, you know, with the white suit and the stroking of the cat and the whole bit, and they were looking for people all through L.A., and they couldn't excuse me, they couldn't find anybody, and they came up here to Vancouver where they were going to shoot it, and they, they looked all through Vancouver, they couldn't find anybody, so finally Scott decided, well, you know what I need to do, I'm going I'm to talk to the cartoon guys, because they're, they're always the funniest guys, so he didn't know what I looked like, because we'd never actually met in person, we'd only ever talked on the phone, so he <laughs> randomly Google searched uh, me and there was some brooding picture of me out there somewhere. And he went, Oh yeah, triple looks evil. That'll be perfect. So, so he brought me in and, uh, and I was, I was just like, what am I doing here? This is for an an on camera. I don't I don't know what, I don't know what to do. So I went in and just, whatever, did my thing and they loved it. And so they cast me and, and that was great. It was, it was a tremendous experience. We shot for about a month both here and in the city of Victoria. Um, so much fun uh, dealing with um, not only the Canadian crew here, but also uh, the American cast of Big Time Rush. I mean, uh, the four boys and uh, Shallon Case, who plays the mother, along with the rest of them, this was just a great, great experience for me because these guys had done two seasons of this series down in L.A., and they had all known each other so well, and, you know, they, they have got this great vibe. They all work together so well, very talented, all of them. And so to to be part of that, to sort of be included in their family for... Uh, for the duration of the shoot was just a tremendous experience. And I'm still very good friends with Shal and I see her every time I go down south to LA as well and so that was uh that was a lot of fun. And uh the the show did very well. Apparently when it aired in the States back in March it aired to something like thirteen million viewers or something. So that's pretty huge. It's pretty huge. But uh yeah, Y T V is, is finally doing the Canadian premiere on the sixteenth. So uh looking forward to to seeing that on Canuck Vision,
1: eh? Totally. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're watching that big time movie there, actors yeah, Moon there, dog, That's great, there, eh? maybe <laughs> go to the booth and go watch TV there in mall, yeah. I have no idea what the hell I just said. But again, how's it different from any other episode of this program? <laughs> so So, so. What can we expect? Is there going to be a lot of explosions? We've already—I've seen a clip of it on YouTube, and the Maxwell Silver Hammer. Now that is—that's actually pretty funny.
2: <laughs> well, it is a very, very, very well-made show. I have to say, when I saw this uh, the screening of it in March, um, I didn't know what to expect. I knew it was going to be really silly, really over the top, and it was. But. In a good way, I, I was actually laughing out loud, and not just at my own parts, <laughs> but at the whole thing. Like I was like, "This is actually very funny stuff." It's 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 kind of like Big Time Rush is is very much inspired by the monkeys from back in the '60s. You know, it's that kind of humor. It's really really over the top stuff. It's kind of like a living cartoon. Um, so it, it turned out really well. There's there's a lot of chases. There's a lot of you know gun fights. Sort of. They're not really guns. They're more like laser blaster things that don't really kill anybody because it's a good show. you know? <laughs> But uh, but it is a really really fast paced. Lots of laughs. Uh, the the boys do a great job with the Beatles songs that they sing um and so it was a lot of fun for me to play this over the top british villain you know being very very masterful and what to take over the world i did and uh, yeah it was uh it was it was a good time and i i think that any fans any canadian fans of big time rush who haven't uh seen the movie yet should certainly tune in on the 16th cuz they will not be disappointed
1: it's that's big time movie on ytv july 16th so you are not going to want to miss it. And this is this guy who plays Atticus Moon. Just for one more time. Ba da 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 da. I'm hooked on that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, we have a few uh, listener questions now. Um, are there any characters that you think you resemble personality wise?
2: Ah, uh, personality wise, <laughs> Iron Will clearly. <laughs> oh, um. I probably resemble all of my characters, personality-wise, at some level, right? I mean, every time we take a role, it it ultimately is an expression of a bit of ourselves. Uh, So, but really resemble personality, I don't know. Uh, We'll go with Mula Flaga, just because I like to fancy myself a bit of a ladies' man.
1: (laughs) And remember, kids, Flaga shot first. (laughs) I'm sorry, it would be pretty cool to see Mula Flaga, um, you know, frozen in carbonite. That would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> That's
2: true. That's true. Well, any budding artists out there, by all means, send me a picture.
1: <laughs> I'd love to see that. I, I haven't seen Gundam Seed, but I ha- did you ever get you to say, don't get too cocky back there, kid? Uh, we had a line that was very similar to
2: that. And uh, honestly, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was so many years ago now. But I remember there was a line very, very similar to that. And as soon as I saw that, the script, me and the director both just burst out laughing. Because we we're like, oh, of course, of course.
1: After hearing that, I, I'm picturing Mir Campbell going, I love you. And then Moolah going, I know. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of that. too. a lot, oh, of, gosh. A lot of that.
1: So many Han Solo parodies right for the <laughs> making. Let's see if we can get some of these uh, listeners a chance to get some fan art out there of this. <laughs> okay. Um do you have a favorite character that you portrayed?
2: Uh yeah, lots of them. Um lots of them. Actually Iron Will again is is one of my favorite characters. He was only a one-off, you know, he only ever appeared in that one episode, but it was so much fun to play. Uh Dookie's been great. Actually, I just uh I just played a character that um is just being released now actually. Um Marvel did a version of Joss Whedon's astonishing X-Men and I'm Colossus in that. And that was uh a great, great honor to be part of that whole process. So that was certainly a favorite character of mine.
1: Was it really astonishing? Well or was it somewhat oh. astonishing?
2: Oh, it was totally astonishing.
1: <laughs> it's iron ironic. You go from playing Pyro, who is a Pyro technical nut job, to Colossus, who can who, he's kinda like a kinda like a pre iron Man, because he can just shoot out the iron that choo 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 choo.
2: That's right. That's right. Although he's a lot less cocky.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think the uh, I think um Colossus would be more of the uh real life iron man. But that that, that wonders who would win in a fight? Colossus or Iron Man? It's a battle of the Iron Men. That
2: this is true. The battle of the Iron Man.
1: Colossus <laughs> or Iron Man? I I I us I I'd have to give it to to Colossus just just because that just cuz that's not armored. That's his actual part of his body, actually. I mean, Iron Man's exactly. got to wear it. Like, I put on a, a suit. His armor can get crushed like a peanut. I, I give it to Colossus. Got another That's big right. No. Iron Man can
2: run out of the juice. Colossus don't run out of juice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Unless it's turnip juice, because it's the duration and. This is true. This is true. Perhaps it is true. Juice you're upset. Yes. <laughs> uh, Doze yes. Well, anyway, um, are there any new projects that you're working on that you can tell us about?
2: Uh there's a bunch of new projects I'm working on and none of them I can tell you about. <laughs> Fortunately, uh the companies that uh we work for tend to be really, really careful with uh uh non disclosure agreements. So unfortunately I'm not at liberty to talk about it and I'd love to because they're very exciting. Uh but talk to me in a year and I can tell y'all about them. But right at the moment, no, I'm afraid I can't uh I can't divulge
1: that, that, that's totally cool. Hey, 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 never apologize when you can criticize. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. You're, um, don't be sorry. Be assertive.
2: <laughs> Again, there
1: should be a second episode with Iron Will. He was such a lovable character.
2: I think he should have his own series.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could. Uh, My Little Pony, Iron Will is magic. Or My Little Iron Will, it. Uh, quotes are magic. Or, or assertiveness is magic, and he, and he even does the, the little the uh, swipe dance.
2: That's right, I'm in. I uh, pitch it. I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, are there any new conventions that you're appearing at that you can tell us about, or any um, upcoming appearances?
2: Uh, not coming up. I've been on a bit of a hiatus from conventions just because, again, my schedule has been so crazy with so many other projects. I haven't had a lot of time to, to take to, to leave Vancouver for any length of time. But I think next year I'm going to hit the circuit again a little bit because uh, cause I miss it. I miss talking to the fans and, and being part of that whole experience. And I love you know going down uh, to the States and, and meeting the American actors and, and, and my colleagues down there. So, yeah, nothing coming up uh, soon, but uh, hopefully next year I'm going to get back on that.
1: I on think that one con you should hit is BronyCon because it just happened a couple of weeks ago, and those guys are Loving their My Little Pony. And I think if, if you got down there and were Iron Will, I think they would just blow the roof off that convention center.
2: <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll tell my agent, get me down there. The bronies need me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Actually, we do, have, um, we do have one listener request, and apparently found out it was Iron Will. Um, would you say as Iron Will, Iron Will's my name, trading ponies is my game? Well, of course.
2: It would be my pleasure. Iron Will's my
0: name. Pointing pony is my game. What a darling little catchphrase.
1: Well, anyway, um, Trevor, before we go, we'd like to ask all our uh, guests. Um, we come from the College Conservatory of Music here at CCM at the University of Cincinnati, and we have a lot of theater majors, drama majors, vocal majors. Do you have any advice for those who want to get their start in the um, voice acting industry?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... You've probably heard this a million times before, but uh, it's entirely about having fun, and it's entirely about uh, trusting your instincts and just not being afraid to look silly. There's a little rule that we have in the business that if you're afraid to look silly, you will look silly, right? Like you've just got to go for it when you're you know, playing with these characters and stuff. Uh, and remember, too, that the phrase voice acting, the most important word in it is acting, not voice. Really, you have to be an actor first. And you have to understand how to play a character. The the funny voice and everything is great, but it ha- it has to come after an understanding of how to actually be an actor in that scene.
1: That, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you, I, essentially, you know, being a voice actor is silly. I mean, that, that's a process. That's a mess behind the madness. You're doing a character that can be over the top silly, and you have to be able to look that character in the face and take a chance of getting silly because. If you're not ready to get silly, then why are you doing voice acting in the first place?
2: Well, exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, with such roles as Hot Dog from Crypto the Super Dog. Uh... <laughs> That's a dog that, that turns that that, that that gets all hot and, and, and shoots fire. That's crazy right there. That
2: uh, was crazy. That was crazy. That was a lot of lot of silliness too. Playing a lot, dog, let me
1: tell ya and and, and and Boris Tyrannosaurus from Dinosaur Train, which is a, a really <laughs> How can dinosaurs pilot trains? It's, they, they don't have the dexterity. A Tyrannosaurus has tiny little arms. How can, can it grip the grip the the brake or the or the whistle? How, it, it makes no sense. But and yet it's a hit. <laughs> I can't wait for the episode when the comet hits. Ooh. dark. That's right, the, the the series finale. <laughs> yes. dark. Yes, but entertaining as all get out. Oh boy. Well, Trevor, thank you so much for being on my program. Now, for my friends, who wants to know, where can they catch VoicePrint with Trevor Deval and guests?
2: Oh, excellent question. Well, it is on iTunes, absolutely for free. Just uh, do a search of VoicePrint with Trevor Deval and uh, it'll come up. Um, as I said, we've got about 32 or 33 episodes now, I think. Uh, all of them free. They're all about an hour and a bit long. They vary depending on uh, how verbose my guests are. But, um or oh, they can get it from there or they can listen to it live on my website which is com, and all of the episodes are listed there as well and they can listen right off there right off their
1: browser and of course we'll link that to the altis explosion website check out Johnny Test every weekday on the Cartoon Network check out Big Time Movie this Monday July 16th on YTV in Canada I'm sure you can find it on the internet somewhere on nick.com if you're here in the United States well, if not, you're going to have to wait until they air it in another mini-movie marathon like they uh, like they typically like to do. Well, anyway, Trevor, thank you so much for being on the show. It was truly a huge honor, and maybe in the near future, we'll have to have you on so you can tell us a bit more about all those awesome awesome roles you're doing that you can't tell us about.
2: It would be my pleasure to return.
1: All right, folks, this is going to do it for the Dennis Daniels Show. And as always, I pity the fool that doesn't subscribe to this podcast.